Welcome to the PWO WrestleCast. As always, I'm your host, Matt. With me tonight, we have the referee in the building. It is Cod Sinclair. Yeah. Um, today is a great day to be a Jaguar. Eh, I guess. And as always, it's the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. It's Jeff Hitman Hall. Hello, hello. And we're starting off the show, and I'm already agreeing with Matt. Mate, meh. Yeah, I mean, how long till Urban Meyer starts getting, you know, the those feelings in his chest that it's time to retire again? As soon as, as, soon as Trevor Lawrence throws his first first pick in his first game. Look, man, y'all, y'all already know I'm no-blooded, so, like, yeah. the Florida blood in him, I can't. Some people I make the exception for, hey, Drew McNeely, love you. Uh, but others, nah, I can't. Urban, how long Urban Meyer, we see, yeah, how long until we see him in an AEW but uh, man, we actually got some wrestling to talk about tonight. Yeah. Uh, how long? Last thing. How long until we see Urban Meyer in an AEW ring? Like, sadly, at first you think like, oh, well, he's joking. But no, you're right. How long until he's taking bump? Or takes like a, a bump or gives a, a bump? You know, and Snoop Dogg even did a splash off the top rope. I hope That's what I'm saying. Gives him the one winged angel off of the stadium in Jacksonville. Oh my God. Look. You don't understand. The hate runs deep. Deep. Oh, boy. That man was the bane of my existence for a good portion of my childhood. Blurbs. But, uh, man, sometimes I think we should talk football. But then I go, (laughs) Brian Malonez would not like us right now. So, I got to do it for Brian. I love Brian. I hope he's doing well. I know he's. Um, we are both not doing well. We are both avid Steelers fans. Uh, it's been a tough week uh, for both of us. Um, we are ready to move on, though. I like it. Hopefully, moving on in a couple of different ways. Let's go ahead and we're gonna talk about some some quick little news here. Uh, first up, do you guys know that Jay White has been removed from New Japan's website? His profile has been removed. So this is, this I read, is a work. So I read he got put back on. For, I, that he got put back on, but although it's on, it was like a little blurb saying that he vowed that he would never come come back or something like that. Work. It's a work. Yeah, this oh, is of a course. Work. I hope it's a work because if he goes to work for Vince, his career is over. He's not. Le- he's not leaving New Japan. Well, he may leave New Japan, but he ain't going. This this whole angle is a work. Yeah, yes. This and, and a, it's it's being done well too, but by the way. Supposedly he has five more years on his contract. I think four actually now, but Yeah, there were a lot of rumors whether it was due at the end of this January or at the end of January twenty twenty four. Um so I think that's been the question the whole time. I think I think, you know, internet marks like you know, ourselves jump to conclusions and we're like, Oh, where's he gonna go next? Um, but no, I really hope that he goes back to New Japan. He's been doing incredible work as of late. Um, you know, I think it's some of the best stuff that he's done in his career. Um, so hopefully he can stay on that train. Yeah. 
a lot of real cool stuff there. Um, he has the potential. Let's see if it happens. I want it to happen. I think the potential is there. So let's break through this glass ceiling now. Let's break out of the shadow. I think that's the best way to put it. Oh man, no arguing. I thought that was going to be a tough spot there. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just letting you go. Go ahead. <laughs> this is wonderful. This is sometimes you just go have ahead. to. Yeah, just go ahead. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just got to let a lily just roll. We uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, also a quick little shout out for MLW. They did have new tag champs crowned this past week, just yesterday. Uh, I was about to say Los Parks, LA Parks, both Parks. Took the belt off of the new Von Erics. Oh, damn it. Um, uh, with a little, little bit of interference and a little help from everybody's filthy special guest referee, Tom Waller. Uh, allegedly. I mean, <laughs> he calls himself filthy. I'm, I'm going with him. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yes, yes. I meant uh, alleged um, help. Alleged assistance, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and also, we saw the debut of Mil Muertes, the man of a thousand deaths, uh, on MLW as well. They are definitely uh, bolstering up their Lucha um, members. I've noticed that. Like, they have slowly added more and more. Yeah, I feel like now they're getting back into the swing of things. They're starting to bolster a roster in more ways than one. Um, I don't know if the, um, you know, addition to Davari as far as being a part of Contra is a long-term move, um, but I love it. Um, he's, he's, He's always done incredible heel work. Uh, wherever he goes. So um, I hope he stays at MLW. It feels like a really good fit for him. Uh, I, I mean, he did just perform an impact also, so hopefully he can perform in a couple different places. Yeah, yeah I would agree. Uh, I think he has a nice little niche in MLW, and him jumping – not jumping around, but spreading himself I think is, is, is great among the companies. I'm very happy he's broken out of the shadow of, of like, he's a manager for Great Kali. This is what we're doing. Yeah. He I went really, from yeah, he went from the manager of Great Khali, I think to Mark Henry, then to Kurt Angle. <laughs> so he kinda of just made his rounds with all the heels for a little bit. Um God, I do hope they also reference uh everything that happened in his end with Muhammad Hassan as a reason for joining Contra. Cause that oh would, no. That would mm. be great. Story for another day. Right. Um at some point I'm gonna pitch Contra to creative control because I feel like we could have a lot of fun with that. You could. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of great stuff on Wednesday as well. Um, there's there's so much wrestling to watch. There is so much wrestling to watch. It never Tell ends. Tell me about it. Tell me about uh, it. And speaking of always so much wrestling to watch, we had the Go Home Show for Impact's Hard to Kill this week. That just uh, happened on Tuesday. With some pretty good moments, uh, and this was a very significant impact um, because it is the final impact where Josh Matthews and Madison Rain are going to be on commentary. It will now be being taken over on uh, Saturday's Hard to Kill by Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown, and I got to tell you, much prefer this. You're looking at the real deal now. Um, <laughs> I feel like Matt Stryker was also a p- 
pretty underrated announcer. I mean, I know every once in a while he gets something wrong, and a lot of people hammer him for it. But I feel like his work in Lucha Underground, uh, next to Vampiro, was pretty solid. Um, even his time as a commentator for WWE, I thought, you know, at least this is like an educated opinion. He's not he, – he's very play-by-play, and I like that. I much prefer that. Um, yeah, because I don't – yeah, because I don't think that D'Lo can be the play-by-play guy. Not not that he can't be, but I feel like just um, he would be better off on, you know, just being you know, that color guy. Uh, sorry, color commentator guy uh, for all you keyboard cowboys out there. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I agree. Um, Striker is really, really good. For whatever reason, people tend to either like him or they don't, which is fair. You know, hey, if you don't like the man, you don't like the man. I like his work, and he was the heart and soul of Lucha because Vampiro was good, but Vampiro can also be out in left field or in space whenever he wants <laughs> to be as well. Play my music. Play yeah. my music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and the sad thing is his striker tried to cover that and put that over. So hats off to him. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. Um, I'm very curious to see how D'Lo does, uh, just because I don't remember him on commentary ever. Um, and I don't really remember any one D'Lo Brown (laughs) promo. Like all I can think of is his time in ring. That's, That's all I can think of, honestly. Yeah. He did have that run, um, when he, when he was with the aces and eights, uh, for a brief period of time. Uh, yeah. A couple years back, but um, I mean, he's still solid. I mean, he knows what he's talking about, which is a plus. Um, you know, especially since if he's gonna say, if well, if if he's gonna commentate, um, then it's gonna sound more credible coming from him than. And this is not to discredit Madison Rain, but coming from her, and that's nobody's fault. It's just how the wrestling world perceives things, you know, it, I mean, I mean, I know it's 2021, but it's, it's still, it's still very different. Yeah. And like, uh, Renee Young, I know got a lot of flack. She wasn't the worst part of, by any means, that commentary section that she was on Hmm. the commentary team. Yeah. But uh, she definitely got hammered a lot more than others did. I know Mm. a lot of people also had a real hard time when, Corey Graves was healing it up on her as well, um, completely ignoring the fact that they're friends. Small things that people, like, overthought, in my opinion. Um, So small. (laughs) Killing it tonight. (laughs) What happens? We get the Godfather on on Thursday. That's right. right. Everything's over. It's the end of the week. He's ready to party. I love it. (laughs) That's right. Uh, (laughs) You could say that I'm hard to kill. There we go. Oh man. Well, let me let me tell you about Impact, and then I'll tell you something that was not hard to kill, and that will be NXT's ratings. Boom. <laughs> I mean, they were real bad. They were. They really were bad. <laughs> they were very bad. So, uh, also, you're getting a whole week of Impact taking over access. They're gonna replay. I believe Bound for Glory on on Access. They're going to do uh-huh. the Red Carpet Show. They're doing a bunch of stuff for Impact leading up to this. I know uh, the company that owns Impact owns Access. 
but it's really nice to see a like a just like how TNT has been doing it with AEW. Like mm-hmm. we are all in on this. Let's go. Yeah, I'm gonna plug um, a streaming service. It is it is called Pluto TV. It's completely free, um, but they have a channel on there that is dedicated to just old NWA TNA stuff, Impact stuff, all types of companies' hit history. It is live shows. It is it, it is pay per views. It is best ofs. It is absolutely phenomenal. If you're at home and you're bored, and I'm pretty sure it'll be along the same lines, but that's completely free. So if you don't have access to access, um, this would be another great avenue for you guys to check out. Especially with everything happening in Impact right now, especially with the partnership, the EW, everything happening there. Um, so show starts off with uh, Kimberly versus Taya Valkyrie. And... Uh, Kimberly gets the win here. Uh, off of a distracted, uh, distracted Taya Valkyrie when not Sue Young or Susie, but Susan. 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 Susan yeah. The businesswoman uh, comes to the aid to help uh, take out Rosemary. Yeah, Susan. Susan. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, how do you feel about that? Uh, the same way I felt about. Mick Foley and everybody and mankind and dude love don't care. Don't tell. Oh, come on. You're telling me 1999 or sorry, 1998 because I did the review on it this week or last or last week. All right. You saw, you saw the three faces of Foley. You, you didn't pop as a kid. All right. I guess you're right. There you go. But this is, but I, I th- I think I do think we are we are talking apples and oranges. Um, I think that they had a great gimmick. Sue Sue Young um, is a is an A plus grade of you know like a D minus Abaddon. Um, yeah. Um, and you know I know I know she catches a lot of flack, but Sue Young is probably the best character character work on 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 Impact as far as the women's division goes. Period. It's her, Rosemary. Yeah, and 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 I and I didn't mind Susie. I thought it was a good, you know, yin and yang. But then you've got Susan. Nobody cares about Susan. We, no. we want to see the other two. We want to see the other two. <laughs> Go back to that. I just, I just appreciate that. Like, I, I okay, I don't want to see it because it's awkward and it's weird. And not that like weird's bad, but this is like cringe level weird. Where it's like, okay, we've gone to the well a little too much. We're drying up now. How long till mm-hmm. Susan is now Susanna and we're something else? But I just, I really appreciate that now it's just, oh my God, it's Sue Young. Susan. Yeah. Um, Susan. I'm glad you said, I'm glad you said, Su- uh, uh, I'm glad you said Susanna because she's going to come out and she's going to be dressed as a cowboy and her intro music is going to be, oh, Susanna. <laughs> <laughs> Mark 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 it down. Um and also why is James Mitchell working against Rosemary now? I don't understand all of this. Why why is James Mitchell working? Fair. Fair. <laughs> I can't argue with that. Sorry, I love me some good Father James, but it's twenty twenty one, man. The same reason why we have Rick play on Raw. Um 
So this match was kind of also your lead up for Diana Perazzo versus Taya Valkyrie this coming weekend. That'll be fun. We're not going to do predictions tonight. You guys are going to have to turn into another show for that. Mm. Like I'm plugging something. I love it. It's my time. I get to do this. We get a little bus shot yeah. of the elite. <laughs> um, and then we get the paid advertisement from Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone. Look, I don't care what anyone says. These are the highlight of Impact for me. That's horrible. It shouldn't be horrible, but I love it. No, you're not wrong. These things are actually better than all of Impact, so what's that tell you? Um, no, here's the thing. I don't think they're bad. That's why. Like, I laugh. These things crack me up. No, Tony no, Khan. no. No, I'm I'm with you. As much as I, you know, like to, to get on these guys, but no, like these things are re- seriously almost better than all of Impact. <laughs> I'm, I'm not joking. Um... I don't know if it's just how Tony Khan is, but like he comes off as like the kind of socially awkward guy. Um, just in general, like you just hear him talk in press conferences and everything. And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. And just rolls with it. And he's like, let me get all this information out to you right now. So I don't have to kind of go back or stumble or anything. So like, here's all it is, you know, like, he's yeah. Like, but the fact that he's trying to like bully impact wrestling, and how he does it, like he has brought a new uh, flavor to maniacal billionaire that I love. Mm-hmm. Geeky, um, it's so twenty twenty one, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, while we are on the topic, um, this was Impact's highest rated show since the first couple of weeks in December. Um, I think December eighth. Um, was the um, Kenny Omega's first appearance on Impact. They did 221,000. Since then, it's gone down, obviously, a little bit. You're going to lose a couple. Um, But they did 161,000. And that's that's on Axis. I was going to say, that's not including all the people who turn in through uh, Twitch. Twitch, correct. That's a good number. And and this is not including that. Sorry, that's a good number. <laughs> well, yeah, especially for them. I, I would mm-hmm. love to see, once again, would love to see all wrestling promotions in top form. Everyone get some love. I will forever hold impact in my heart for them getting me through the 2008 to 2010 era of wrestling. Yeah, and then like the first two weeks that we saw you know, Hulk, Hulk Hogan. You no, know. that that was that was bad. And then we saw Orlando Jordan spray lotion all over his body. Um, you forget was... the Antichrist of professional wrestling, heel Jeff Hardy. Literally, that was his nickname, the Antichrist of professional wrestling. Never forget, never forget. Impact found a way to make Jeff Hardy even worse. Thank God I was plugged in, fellas. It was called Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah, those were probably the best years of Ring of Honor. See, I found out about Ring of Honor too late. It was, yeah. it was 2010. I stayed up one Friday night at 3 in the morning. I saw Ring of Honor, and I was like, I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> it's like the um, you know, Futurama gift. Shut up and take my money. Yes. Oh. Um, we get a – sorry, we're switching back now to Impact. We get a little backstage segment with Sammy Callahan talking about his match against Eddie Edwards this weekend. It will be a barbed wire massacre. Okay, so I'm going to save most of this for the prediction show, but what I'm looking for in this 
is for it not to be a cinematic match. Um, oh, I don't think it would be. Well, it you never know, but I'm thinking see, they won't double. See, I'm thinking they won't double dip either because they still have the Ethan Page match on here that I think that obviously has to be cinematic match considering the circumstances. Um, yes. But this is one that I hope, and I've done a couple of barbed wire massacre reviews on Quick Count, um, and they've always gone on first, always leading off the show. If it's not leading off the show, they do it at the very end, and there's a very long video package. So I'm hoping, and I don't think it'll go on at the end because Kenny Omega, but that'll mean it'll have to go on first. So fingers crossed. Don't screw it up. I got a feeling they could find a way to do this match last. See, that's what I was thinking. I I, I was thinking worst case scenario. I'm thinking that this match may be last and it may be cinematic. Like See, double double whammy. I don't think it will be. But also, Jeff, I have to ask, do you know what Ethan Page versus the Karate Man match is? Oh, like like what? Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, unless it's changed, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 Frank Duke's brother. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's it's the Kumite. It's yeah, actually this match yeah, is the Kumite. That's what yeah, it's being called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ron Dukes. I don't know. You know, facing what's his face in a, in a in a Kumite, which which you would think I would love, but I don't know. I I don't want to bash it. We'll see. I mean, I, I'm probably going to, but you know. <laughs> Again, I'm not going to dip too far into this because it's my fault, but make sure you check out our <laughs> prediction show on on the YouTube for Hard to Kill. It'll be fun times, man. I'm pumped. Um, <laughs> up next, we got a tag team match. It is Rohit Raju and Chris Bay. Let me stare down some people while I say that. The amount of editing I have to do in my life. Uh, versus Manic and his surprise partner, Suicide. Uh, wonder who no, no, no. This match him. actually happened. This is in ring. No, no, no. I know. Uh, I'm wondering who played No, no. I saw Jeff do the... Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> um, and I imagine it was Caleb with a K under Suicide. Makes sense. It's and uh, your winners for this match, Chris Bay and Rohit Raju. Chris Bay... Hits the art of finesse, drops him, thing of beauty. Hopefully, he wins back the X Division title this weekend. Up um, next, Ooh, really quick before we move on, um, it was definitely Caleb with a K um, because the last person before him to portray it, other than TJP, was Zachary Wentz, which I guess we'll get to him unfortunately in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> We have a little backstage segment where uh, Rosemary says, "Don't worry, we got we got a plan for her match with uh, Tennille Dashwood." Up next, we have it's just Deaner Deaner versus Tommy Dreamer. Uh, and look, I'm putting this guy over Cody Deaner with a shaved head and like new ring gear, superstar, superstar look. He went he went from being mid card guy to like. All right, you can work some main event matches. Maybe not world champ, but you can, you can do that. So, so let me get this right. <laughs> so you're a fan of Diener, which is fine. I, I like him too. But 
Jay White is... No, 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 no. I'm not talking, like, overall oh, okay. package. I'm talking, okay, like, okay, the, okay. the look change. Okay. Because okay. he went from, like, the Cody Deaner... No, okay. ...backwards shirt to, like, shaving his entire head and everything. No, and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, look yeah. change is top-notch. Yeah. Like, that's okay, what I'm okay. getting at. Like, okay. No, yes. no, you're right. Yeah. Right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. Right. I dig it. I dig oh. it. So yeah, I mean, he he went from being a guy who competes for the twenty four seven title to the Intercontinental title. There you go. That's a much better comparison. No. Um, but he's just going by Deaner, which I don't like. Um, Deaner is not a a good wrestler name in my opinion. I assume he couldn't go to Cody though. I figure Cody is also trademarked. <laughs> He probably didn't have a choice. Yeah, he probably didn't have a choice. I don't understand why you couldn't just still be Cody Diener. Um, I would have, I don't know. Oh, man, I would have loved to see him be like, nah, my name's Abel. We we just go in there. We're just doing it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I wonder if it's just that level of WWE that has everybody trained to – well, once you do something, you have to drop. But now he just has to be Diener. Well, no, he doesn't. He doesn't actually mm-hmm. have to. Um, but Schmucks. he ends up uh, losing, or actually, sorry, winning this match by DQ after some interference from Cousin Jake. Um, they pretty much go toe-to-toe. We get reminded that we're going to see a, un, sorry, an old-school rule six-man tag match this Saturday. That's Gonna be a thing. Oh yeah, Tommy Dreamer, twenty twenty one. The dream Christ. that just won't die, or just go away. <laughs> um, God, I hope he gets put through a table. Oh, uh, we get the contract signing between <sighs> Havoc and Nevea versus uh, Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles. One of these teams is gonna be your women or your knockout tag champions. I have I have more to say on that, but uh, save it. All right, can I go for it? Okay, so I'm not going to say this on the prediction show because I'm going to try and keep it respectful. Um, I don't I don't give a damn about this title, about these tag titles. I really don't. I feel like this is just one one baby step above the WWE main roster tag tag divisions. Um, This is here. I understand the goal is to put the women's division in the forefront, but this tournament has been dog shit. It has been terrible wrestling. It has been God awful from top to bottom. There has maybe been one watchable match without, without, without botches, but both, but both teams that are in this final. Okay. You have one team that's ab that's absolutely annoying. And then the other two can't move for, for, for Dick. Okay, um, I this this would be my piss break match, and I will not think twice about it. Well, the, they were doomed. You're right; they were doomed from the start because it, it was just bad out the get go. Mm-hmm. You know, bad teams. It just was doomed from the start, and I guess now you got to finish it. You know, it's got to come to a head. But I, I agree with you; it's it's going to be rough to watch. I'm going to put that out there in the universe. How much more excited for this match would you be if it was Jordan Grace and Jazz in the finals instead of, like, Havoc and Nevaeh? Um, I mean, I was... Jazz Jazz should have stayed in NWA. That would be better. Yeah, but there's no purpose for her here. 
Yeah, you're... Uh, see, I'm okay with it because you created a tag team for Jordan Grace, and God knows Jordan Grace needs something to do. Because, um, well, they don't know what the problem is. They don't know what to do with her. Well, that's, exactly. That's most of them outside of whoever's in the, the title match, which is why well, I get why you make the tag titles. But well, well, between her and Perazzo, they don't have anybody else. So if she's not, I mean, she can't feud with Perazzo forever. So, yeah. so you know, if your other top star isn't in the picture, then what do you do with her? Okay, well, let's get a tag team tournament, which is fine, but mm-hmm. God bless, there's nobody else for Peraza to wrestle. And I think that NWA, compared to Impact, compared to women's divisions, I think it's a clear quality over quantity issue. Um, NWA has the quality, but not the quantity. Impact has the quantity and not the quality. Yep. It's not there. Um, like but to your Oh no! Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was I was say to your point. If it was Jordan Grayson Jazz, it would be a little more watchable because I I I at least know that at least there are two workers in the ring that can work. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think everyone in this match is horrible. I I don't think everyone is bad. I'm getting side eye from both of my guys here. <laughs> I don't think they're bad. <laughs> I just don't care. Maybe, I mean, that's, that's, maybe one that's, way to put it. that's one way to put it. Maybe that's worse. I don't know. I, I feel like there are better teams in this tournament. I feel like there were better pieces to be here. Um, hopefully they sign Renee Michelle and Killer Kelly, because both of those would immediately boost their roster. Um <laughs> And maybe this probably won't happen, but you know who's on uh, free agency right now? Who could, you know, should be on TV? Sienna, Allison K. Like, yeah. Look, I know she's been. In fact, I don't know how that that ended, but yeah. I think they're both um, AEW bound, considering they've both already made appearances. I mean, yeah. it kind of seems like just them, considering a. AEW is kind of struggling right now. Um, we have to use Jade Jade you know, Jade Cargill, okay, as kind of the you know, the main. You know, it's one of the main heels in that division right right now. I think bringing one or potentially both on would immediately bolster that. Considering they kind of lost a little bit when they couldn't get the um, Japanese talent back over. Just in general. I mean, remember, B. Priestley was also cut. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, okay, so um, Matt's giving you the PG answer. Um, <laughs> this is going to be bad. Again, you, you guys know my reasoning, and we'll get into this with AEW too. But, I mean, why <laughs> should I care? I mean, I, I at least need a reason why I should watch this match. Uh, you know, oh, because of this feud or because of this. There's no reason to watch this match. Well, um, uh, again, I'll give them uh, this. I will give them this. This has been like the one feud that they've been promoting one on one since Slam Anniversary or before Slam Anniversary. So, like, these two have been like at each other's throats with it. But we had the uh, detour for, for Steels and Hogan with uh, where's the money? Who stole the money? Who killed? Uh, who shot? Who shot Johnny Bravo? Which we still don't have the answer to. I still don't know. Um. Uh, okay, but 
you know. And then on the on the AEW front, it's for it's like they always they bring these women in, and okay, the ones that can't be there due to Corona and all that stuff. Okay, obviously they kids nothing they can do about that. But it's like they always pick the wrong one, if that makes any sense. Or they they're always I feel like a day late, a dollar short for the women. You know, not named. Uh, um, God, no, a Matt's um crush. Uh, Thunder Rosa. Sorry, Sheeta. No, well, Thunder Rosa, like not not name her and Sheeta. Outside of that, you know, and like 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 Cod said, then you got Jade Cargill who. We still aren't sure. Like, are so? Are you even a wrestler? <laughs> you know, then do you, I know, but I mean, do you even wrestle? Because we haven't really seen you wrestle. She came out looking like a disco ball the other night. So I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Um, oh god! <laughs> Let me finish up Impact here because we've spent the majority of our time on this. I love uh, we get Rosemary versus Tennille Dashwood. Rosemary gets a little help in the win with Crazy Steve. DK is reformed, as they've been saying. Um, we get a warning from Rich Swan to Carl Anderson ahead of their match tonight. Uh, we get who will strike first in the official match between uh, Ethan Page and the Karate Man. And we're also going to get, uh, um, oh my God, Josh Alexander versus Brian Myers. Moose absolutely murdered Matthew Palmer. Uh, main event time, Rich Swan got the pin over Carl Anderson. And then huge fight between Omega and the Good Brothers and Rich Swan and Mercedes Machine Guns in the backstage area. Mm-hmm. And that is Impact Wrestling. Very quick to tie it up. Um, Josh Alexander, from what I read, is going to be on the pre-show. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Now, obviously, we're two days out now. So that could change. Um, what a what a shame. Um, Going from one half of the best tag team, you know, arguably one of the best tag teams in the world, to now you're a singles guy and on the pre-show. Oh, well, because what's his face has got Kumite, and then he's going to WWE. So that's. <laughs> Yeah. So and, and so is he is he gonna is he is he gonna is he putting himself over? Is he doing the job for himself? This might be Pat, a first. Pat is. <laughs> I'm just saying he is a win win here, right? In. Ethan Page is gonna die this weekend, and he will be Elijah Davis in NXT. That sounds like a great name. It's better Pat, than Wes Lee. For the for the fans that don't know, Pat is our uh, NXT, our human NXT name generator. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I might, I might, I might have him be. Oh, I mean, I mean, we're, we're, we we take them all here. We do. We don't. Uh, you know, we don't discriminate. MSK one is one I'm particularly proud of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess all we'll right, get there. We'll well, get let's there. let's go ahead and do NXT. Shall we only talk nice. about the things that matter? Yeah. yeah, nothing, none M- of it. MSK. And anyway, that's NXT. On... So, uh, Candice LeRae beat Shotzi Blackheart. Yada, 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 backstage segments. Fight, fight, fight. You guys like this? This is getting over. Uh, Grizzled <laughs> Young Vets versus Everrise. Grizzled Young Vets won. Raquel Gonzalez has her eyes on the NXT Women's Championship. Um, 
Grizzled Young Vets will face uh, winners of the way versus Kushida and Leon Ruff. Johnny Gargano. What? Huh? Go on. Yeah, it's that's still a thing. Johnny Leon Gargano Ruff is still a thing. Defeated, yes. defeated Dexter Loomis um, and Ooh. will face Kushida for the North American title, looks like. We get a Timothy Thatcher versus Tommaso Ciampa promo to build up to next week's Fighter Pit or Fight Pit Two, which was supposed to be like three weeks ago. But who's counting? I don't know. What are we doing here? I don't know. <laughs> All right, it's time. It's MSK versus Jake Atlas and Isaiah Swerve Scott. MSK it used oh. to be the Rascals. Mm-hmm. This is Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz, and they are now going by Wes Lee and Nash Carter. <sighs> no, I didn't guess that, but I'm pretty sure MSK is just it just stands for Main Street Kids. <laughs> no, no, oh, it's Main it's Main Street Kids before you become the posse. Yeah, I'm about yeah. to say they haven't grown up yet. <laughs> yeah, um, there is there is there is a quote. Um, Jim Ross will call it a Main Street Posse match, and he accidentally says Main Street Posse. It's fucking phenomenal. I need to see that. <laughs> Kat Sinclair bringing all of the party vibes tonight. <laughs> Feeling it. Um, so yeah, MSK kinda. goes over here. I gotta tell y'all, real tired of my man Isaiah Swerve Scott doing nothing in NXT other than eating pins. Real tired of it. Um, you see what it did for Deanna Perrazzo, so please have hope. I have well, no hope. Diana Prado wasn't on TV. She she wasn't buried daily. Hashtag pushed pushed out the door. Listen, I kid you not. I had the I had NXT on my iPad, and I was in the kitchen. Well, there was like a break or something. Like you know, I was in the kitchen. I was like putting some food together, and they were like something something Kashida. And I swear to you, I, was like, uh, I no no no. I, I I'm not joking. For about five seconds, I was like Kushida, I was like Kashida Kashida. Oh right, that Kashida that they ruined. Like I, I, I'm, I'm not joking, Cod. I'm serious. I was like Kashida. Where do I know that name? Oh, Kashida. Oh, that's right. That Samsonite. Yeah. yeah, way off. Way off. Yeah. Um, I, I flipped over to this match for literally a handful of seconds, and the one thing I saw, or no, sorry, the one thing I heard, uh, commentary after. Um, I forget which one of MSK does. You know, like a you know, suicide dive, whatever. Um, one of them goes, these, these, these rascals are high flying. Like, oh, shut the fuck up. God. <sighs> NXT is just so infuriating these days. And I really apologize. Um, I am normally not this off the rails, but NXT after watching it is just unbearable to watch. And it, I'm glad it showed in the ratings. Um, uh, Rascals will face, sorry, MSK will face the winner of Kurt Stallion and August Gray or Killian Day and Drake Maverick. Oh my God, uh, that's still a thing. Yep. Christ. Todd, put all your hopes and dreams, put it in your backpack, burn it. That's what NXT is to me nowadays. Yeah. Sounds um, like it. Which is harsh. And it shouldn't be. No, it, it's not but, because I'm about to slim up my wrestling diet too. I can tell you that. Um, we get your our promo for the first ever NXT Women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Uh, we'll be getting next week. It'll be Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro versus Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. How many more people do they have? 
Dog. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is as, this is as bad as the knockouts door tournament. I mean, the, well, I, mean you know, the, I mean, you know, the talent's better. The the the, yeah, okay. the talent's better. We don't need to Dusty Rhodes tag team classics. Um, here's where yeah, I'm okay you, with it. Yeah, but you Can have to win the women's Dusty Rhodes tag team titles tournament. Win the the women's tag titles because those can be defended on NXT. I mean, that's what always been the rule. Man? But yeah, I don't know. It it that see that's always been a rule. But the thing is that nobody rec- recognizes NXT as a third brand, and that's the problem. Unless they're doing good, and then oh, people can't beat the third brand of AEW. Yep, correct. And bad. Uh, you know they're supposed to beat them. It's developmental. You want to tell me Johnny Gargano's developmental? He's oh. No, I'm not going to say that. That's a horrible, horrible thing for me to say as a special education teacher. Zion 47-year-old developmental. Um, Undisputed Era defeated Breezango in the first round of Dusty Rhodes tag titles. Mm. This is the team of Adam Cole and Roddy Strong. Don't don't be wow. thinking. Wow. Well, Kyler um, Riley's got his own sing- single stuff going on right now. I know he yeah, just lost to Finn Balor. Um, yeah. It's looking know. like Pete Dunn versus Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly is helping because we still have Finn Balor working with uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. Thank God we haven't just completely scrapped that. But God, ah, man, I don't know. I don't know. NXT is frustrating. I want to be happy and talk about the great things of them, but I can't. No, NXT was garbage. All right, AEW time because we are running out of time. Which well, time on impact, but I feel like this could actually go pretty quickly. Um, Pack versus Eddie Kingston. Pack got the win. Uh, great after the pin, put him in the rings of Saturn uh, or the Brutalizer, whatever we're calling it. Rings of Saturn, please. Uh, Lance Archer comes out and it looks like the good guys are no longer on the same page. So maybe we're gonna get a triple threat match down the road. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Segue here. It needs to be a three-way dance. Can we can we get back to that? Uh, I am okay with triple threat matches when it calls for it, but it needs to be a three-way dance every other time. All right. I don't know. To me, it's just like nitpicking. Mm. I don't care. I don't care. I think I I feel like you can build more story with a three-way dance as opposed to. Just a just a regular triple threat match. Okay, now explain this to me. What is the difference? So three way dance is pretty much you know elimination style. So okay. whoever so whoever gets pinned first is out, and then from there it's just a one on one match. Triple yes. threat, whoever wins first, that's it. Okay, I'm down with that, but this match I do not want that. There's a place for both. This. Yeah, and that, and that's and that and that's what I'm saying though is that is that when the story calls for it, um, you know, do it. But I don't know. I, I don't think they've had a a singles triple threat match yet. Maybe. Yeah, it makes you think. I, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look because I'm trying to think. Maybe in the mm. early days of like the first Fighter Fest or something like that. I mean, maybe they have, but apparently it's not one that we remember, so it wasn't good enough, you know? Oh, no, no, no. I, their I'm just saying, no, no like I'm two just years saying. ago, I don't remember what I had for dinner last week, so. 
Oh well, no, I'm saying, well, I, I, I was thinking more like AW television, but yeah. Uh, I mean, sure. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail this. No, 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 you're good. You're good. Um, so Miro beats the hell out of Chuck Taylor, answering Japanese prayers, telling to to do it again and put him back in the game over. Um. We get backstage promo with Matt Hardy talking about being the new manager for Private Party and how he's going to derail them. Inner Circle gives their New Year's resolutions. Some funny segments, but the main thing to get over here is there's going to be a triple threat tag team match next week. Um, and the winner of that will be the guys for the Inner Circle who go and compete for the tag titles. Now look, the best part about all of this was Santana being like, look, Chris, you you brought us in here to be the tag team, guys. You brought us in here to do this. So, like, what are we doing? <laughs> that's been my question for a long time. Yeah, so uh, yeah. Happened, that's where we're going with it, because I know we have said this repeatedly. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's AEW, so are we? I'm really I mean, hoping that Pride and Powerful uh, – pull it out next week so they can be like hey we don't need the inner circle break off and do their own thing because i honestly prefer them just to tag team than them with the inner circle i feel yeah. like their talents are being a little bit underutilized um but i feel like they're still putting on great work i think it's time yeah we got we shall start moving them back to a main feature of the tag team division because they are and look i'm saying this because i said it when they first got signed and they showed up at all out they are your top three tag teams. They are one of your best tag teams on the roster. Yeah. Like, let's do this. Let's get back mm-hmm. to this. I know we're not hitting people with street sweepers anymore as much as I want it, but, like, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Yeah, it should have already been – well, I don't want to say should have already been champs, but – No, like, no. Go ahead, right, Matt. Keep going. Well, You're right. no, no, no. Just, I mean, in respect to the fact Ooh. that, you know – Mm-hmm. Trying to make sure all tag titles have decent reigns to them, unless it's FTRs. But you know, like, that's fair. I can I can respect giving people longer title reigns. Pride and Powerful need to take the tag titles. They need to be the ones to take it off the Young Bucks. They probably won't because I imagine that will be FTR. But well, who knows? Have... They're they're too busy telling them for Jungle Boy. I mean, I mean, not Jungle Boy selling them for Marco okay. stuff. Oh, uh, we get a backstage segment with Dark Order, where the big thing that comes out of this is where we go from, you know, what happened, and the main thing right now is we're just focusing on next week. It's going to be Hangman Page teaming up with Silver and uh, Reynolds, and Hangman will give his answer on uh, whether or not he's joining the Dark Order. Um, this is also um, the. Um... Negative one birthday celebration match. So no doubt in my mind, the Dark Order will go over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Better. I definitely think that. Um, Kenny Omega. It's the Elite. The Elite are going to face the Varsity Blondes and Danny Limelight, except the Elite is Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. The Good Brothers make their AEW debut in tag GR, triple threat, uh, six-man, there you go, six-man tag action. Uh, to no ring music, they just come out, they're there, let's roll. Young Bucks were supposed to be in this match, but they were not. Clearly, we're getting the hints there. 
uh, of course, the elite win Omega and the Good Brothers. And uh, out comes John Moxley. Big old fight. Uh, Penta and Phoenix come out. They also end up super kicking the Young Bucks. Um, yeah, Omega takes off with Callus as this all continues. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> uh, so neither do I. Okay, no, I have I have to say this because this is a legitimate conversation I had with with my buddy Nick, who who is typically he is my measuring stick of how good was this segment. Um because he is not a mark like us. He he doesn't do the dirt sheets, he doesn't like watch everything. He is back into wrestling because of AEW. Like like that's where he's at, which I'm all about. Okay. Love him. This is like my little brother just became even more my little brother. And so he he goes, man, I wish John Moxley would have took Kenny's head off. Y'all know me. I'm like, we're going to need to talk. <laughs> we're going to need to have this talk here now. And, and I'm finally realizing it. This is what casual I, – I, I don't want to call him a casual fan, but I think that's where I would put him at right now. I was like, yeah, dude, people actually love John Moxley, which is mm. wild to me. I don't know if it's just because of all of the professional wrestling I watch. Or um, if you look at it through, it's, it's not. Think about it. If you look at it through the casual fan, um, it, if you didn't know anything um, and you just turned on the television, well, one of these guys looks like he's really going to be like, I, I don't want to say beat somebody up because it is pro wrestling. But one of these guys looks like he really wants to hurt somebody. It's John Moxley. You know, like if you're just looking from afar, him, uh, Santana has that Archer, um, Eddie Kingston. You, you know what I mean? Like again, if you if you're just casually watching, you think like, man, like, well, who are these guys? Um, but yeah, so that's where that's where I learned. Like, oh man, all right, this is this is interesting. This is different. I guess I, I guess I should start understanding this. Stop being a mark. Thank God. I mean, Kenny Omega is still the best, and I hope he still knees John Moxley's head off. But <laughs> up next is the waiting room with Britt Baker. She is tonight's host, Cody. Cody doesn't get to say a word. Jade Cargo comes out. Cargo's like, look, how long do I have to wait for a match? Your wife's still pregnant. She has all the time to watch me. What are we doing here? Slaps Cody. Red Velvet comes out. They fight. Um, so that's probably gonna be your match there. Red velvet versus then all these random people come out of nowhere. Then they bust it up. Then they pan to the side and they're all just standing there like friends. So Lord actually covered. This is actually covered because they show that they show the segment on dark frequently. The whole segment stunk. Yes. Um, well, let me at least explain the people. Okay. Before we talk about how bad the segment was. Although I did like the end and then what we get from it. So uh, they show uh, the, the waiting room. It's behind the the face side <laughs> of the crowd. Uh, like that's where they, they cut it. And they see that you see that more with when they do it on dark because they pan to it frequently. Um, and that's why at the end she was like looking up to the side and seeing the announcement that Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa is happening at Beach Break. 
Um, but I, I like that because it's not just a setup in the ring and it's not just a thing at the, the side there. Like they actually have given it its own actual. Uh, I mean, that's, that, that's fair. Yes. And it's not like a backstage segment. It's actually still in front of the crowd, but it's to the yeah. side. Um, I don't know. I get uh, maybe, maybe this is giving you way too much credit, but uh, the barbershop kind of vibes were like, okay. Oh, boy. Well, that's the first thing I thought when I, when I saw it. I was like, yeah. well, whose head's going through the little, uh, through the little, like, I don't know, how can we help you window? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Sean Spears has already been thrown through it, through the wall by, uh, by Scorpio Sky. Please fill out these forms and have your insurance card ready. Uh, and Reba, Reba is class in this segment. She's great. We're, we're, I've refused for us to talk about how good or how bad this segment is and not talk about Reba hamming it up. I mean, like, doing a horrible, like, <laughs> kind of laugh. Like, mm-hmm. clearly this ain't her real laugh. This is great. She, she is a highlight. I love her. Hopefully at some point they let her actually just drop somebody and that will be, but I doubt it. Um, we already got the big thing from this Jurassic express, the team of jungle boy and Marco stunt versus FTR. FTR does get the win. Go ahead, boys. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. No, I, I'm, I, I'm not. Uh, look, I've gotten to it with, Iron Mike in the text queue. Um, it, it it's going to be what it's going to be. So, oh, we'll, we'll, um, we'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave it at that. You can pass it to me, then I'll take this one. Oh, um, there we go. So, listen, I I am very much for watch what you like. If you like something, continue to watch it. Okay, we get into a lot of side, you know, back and forths off off camera. You know, about, oh, I didn't like this. Oh, but I like this. Oh, but this is why I don't like this. And just a back and forth. And it's conversation about stuff that we love and we like. And that's why we do it. Um, I'm not going to squash any man's dream or job, especially if it's Marco Stunt being a professional wrestler. There's a reason why he's there. There's a reason why he's hired. Um, I'm not a Marco Stunt fan. I probably will never be. Um, but I, they are, they are wasting jungle boy at this point. They are absolutely wasting him. And while I get that it's a part of the storyline, there is no reason why Marco stunt should be head scissoring FTR FTR sign. Like they got shot out of a cannon. There is no need for it Uh, at all. Even if it is storyline, there is, there is. Okay. So hold on. So, there has to be a small suspension of belief. Um, but we've seen these David versus Goliaths before, and we're going to get into it when we get to the Darby versus Brian, Brian cage match. Um, but we've seen this type of stuff before where it's done appropriately. Um, take a look at Rey Mysterio's world, world heavyweight title run. Um, he performed well against medium sized guys, not so much against the larger size guys. Um, I'm going to credit Brian, Brian Zane for this one. He went seven and seven in his, in his world heavyweight title run. And a lot of those losses were against bigger guys. The great Kali, Mark, Mark Henry, Batista. It was believable. This is not believable. And I'm, I, I, I hope FTR moves off from, 
from this, and I hope that Jungle Boy gets an appropriate singles run. That is what he needs. Yes. So here's where I will interject. I don't think we're. I don't think we lose suspension of disbelief from head scissors. Because to me, that is something anyone can do to anyone else if trained properly. Well, now, oh, now here's my one thing. If Marco Stun kicks Cash Wheeler in the stomach and power bombs him, I got an issue. If if we see Marco Stunt doing powerhouse moves on these guys, I got an issue. I, I am I can I can believe someone being faster and being more acrobatic and that can give them an advantage in a fight. I'm there with that. I I can get on board with that. All right. Um, at the end of the day, the big things for me were FTR won, and they looked like they bullied Marco Stunt throughout the entire match. So for me, the big thing, it came out like, all right, these guys still let Marco get a little bit of his shtick in. They didn't completely bury him. Because I, I don't think that's what FTR is going to do just from everything that they have put out on Twitter everything they put on social media like these guys are are badasses in the ring and on television but these guys seem like the coolest dudes who you want to sit down and just talk wrestling talk life with um everything about them they've always seemed like yeah man how can this be great for both of us you know like they've, they've never once seemed to be in business for themselves on it and to their detriment i will say that as well um but i i, I don't know Head scissors, hurricane ranas, I can buy. I can so, maybe buy uh, like Canadian destroyers if they're set up correctly. Yeah, you know? but 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 then you have if you watch the match, you got Marco Stunt working like he's Jungle Boy. You know, like I I watch it and and it it made me feel like, well, it's looking like Marco Stunt's the guy, and Jungle Boy is like riding sidecar. You know, I. I don't know. And and then again, and then you got this guy on a month and a half ago on some indie show, like about to suck a dildo, like on a, on a, on a baking sheet. And then a month and a half later, he's, he's, he's FTR selling to this guy. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But, but Hey, but guess what? He's living his dream. Good for him. But once again, though, it's not like people in AEW, once again, not everyone is us, not everyone us and knows you know, and that's exactly why I started off this whole thing with if if you liked what you liked and you liked what you watched, that's fine. You 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 you. Agreed. I'm not going to be a Marco. I'm not going to be a Marco stunt guy. Agreed. But that doesn't mean that I don't think you know, Jungle Boy's a star or that you know FTR you know aren't aren't are you know, complete stars. Um, I'm just I I just hope this whole thing is over. Uh, so. I have I have this long running theory based on that match and Jeff kind of hit it right there on the nail there and that Marco Stunt wants to be Jungle Boy. I mean everyone everyone looks at Jungle Boy and what do they say Jeff what do they say when you see Jungle Boy? He's a star. He's a star. Griff Griff Garrison the guy. Um but God, I hate you. Um, but what if happens when you see Marco Stunt? Why is this guy here? 
What's going on? So, and that's and that's and that's just my other thing. You were you were you were talking about FTR social media game, um, and but it's a one eighty from what they're portraying on television. Last yes. week they were they were just saying that you know he's essentially a waste of space. They should have treated him like that on air. I get that you know they could be great guys outside of the ring, um, but if you're portraying that you know you are pretty much talking down to this person then you should come out you should treat them like that and that's how the match should have been well jungle jungle boy should have did the heavy lifting and then you let marco stunt get in there get a couple spots and get the win like if 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 you're going to do it that way you know what i mean no 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 no. but this actually kind of leads into my theory that marco stunt wants to be the guy he he wants it to be he's never gonna be but he sees the praise to Jungle Boy. He wants to. He wants that. So he's gonna have the bulldog mentality. He's yeah, I can do this, you know. And he's gonna get put down. Eventually, it's gonna lead to him splitting from Jurassic Express, and whatever. We'll move on from there. But I, I do. I mean, once again, the big thing for me watching this match, I looked at it and went like, FTR bullied him that entire match. They got the pin on him. They hit him with the big rig, you know. Like that was the big thing. The big things were like they bullied him on commentary, and they still bullied him. You know, he may have gotten a little bit off, but I would I would not sit here and tell you that he made FTR look bad. In my personal opinion, well, no, he didn't make them look bad because FTR are professionals. But just them selling to it just God, it just drives me insane. And I'm probably being isolated, isolated person. And like Kaz said, you like what you like. That's fine. I'm not gonna well, knock anybody for I that. Think I think there's also an added fear with this. And I think if it was anyone other than FTR, I think we're probably a little bit better with it. But we sit back and we look at how everything ended for them in WWE with the Usi juice or Usi hot. And, you know, they were a joke and this and that. And we don't want, we don't, none of us want to see in that level. We all acknowledge them as being a top tag team in the world well, today. Well, they were weenies and had weenie suits put on them on national television. Well, you know, up up on that little thing. So there was oh, that. Um, again, we're 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 living in a world where Marco Stunt is wrestling FTR, um, but Santana and Ortiz are, I don't know, stuck in uh, drama class. With the, yeah, 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 with the inner circle. Like, Scorpio Sky wasn't on Dynamite this week either. Well, because they're not going to do anything with him either. I'm always going to look at, you know, who was on the main show and who wasn't. But again, this is an agree to disagree thing. We got to get to That's this. That's fair. Okay. We got to get to the rest of this. I do. Before we move on to the rest, I do want to give a shout out to AEW Dark, which should get a lot of love. We don't cover it typically, but it should get some love. Sometimes mm-hmm. the matches there are better than the matches on Dynamite. Yeah, keep doing your thing, Dark. Love Dark. Serena Deeb defeated Tay Conti. Cod, you, you have some comments on this one? Serena Deeb needs to learn how to sell. Um, she is a capable worker. That's fine. Um, she just needs to learn how to sell a little better. Um in in you know if we're looking at this from a logical rest professional wrestling perspective uh take conti should be your nwa women's champion right now uh because serena deep can't sell um she should she should have sold her offense a little better towards the end of the match um and this is coming from somebody who watched the match 
a second and a third time because I am a Tay Conti mark. Okay, I'm a Tay Conti mark, and I will admit it right right now. Okay, <laughs> I watched it three <laughs> times, and at the same points in the match, um, Serena Deeb doesn't fully sell what she should have sold. Um, the, the truth will set you free. Uh, it's a new also, day. Yes, like, it is. Once again, Nick. Nick is my go-to on all of this. Tay Conti might be the second most beloved woman on the AEW roster right now. <laughs> Number one, Anna She's the star of the show, baby. She's all. Number, she's been the star of the show. Number one. She, uh, Listen, she should have been the one to take the belt off Machida. Story the for another time. Listen, the booking was there for her to win a couple weeks back and for Tay to win tonight or you know last night. And they would have held all the gold. But I feel like this is just more storyline to get Tay Conti in the dark order. Yeah, or I don't know, something. Something. I think yeah. I mean she once again, she is the Colt Cabana issue of like you're in dark order, but you're not officially dark order, but you're pretty much dark well, order. Well, it's it's that AEW booking. Like well, it, Really? Or, hey, we've been doing this for six months, but they're not, re- you know, we may do it, we may not. You're there, but you're not, I mean, we were pretty certain you're there. Yeah. Darby Allen versus Brian Cage. Darby Allen goes over. I'm going to pass this to Jeff because I took the last one. Can I take this one? Take it. Um, sure, why not? I'll go after you. So... This match was fine. It was fine. The in-ring work was fine. I am very tired. And look, you can go back. You can see it right here on Facebook. I don't think there was anyone who was a bigger Darby Allen fan leading into the signing of him for AEW. I don't know if there was anyone who was a bigger fan than me for Darby Allen. His mother. Like... that's about it. Maybe, maybe, and maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, well, no, that might that might be a very horrible thing to say. Tony Hawk. No, I was gonna say Priscilla Kelly, but that changed over time as well. Ew. Yeah, yeah, not, not, not my best moment there on that one. But uh, look, no one, no one put this man over more than me. No one said he was gonna have a better match with Cody than people said he was than me. No one said he was gonna be put on the map and have these great matches. <laughs> Like, I don't, yeah, he's, he's the Roman Reigns of AEW. He really is. And, like, Ooh, for wow. a long time, most of us would have said this was Cody. Cody's Roman Reigns, but we can all get behind Cody being Roman Reigns because it made more sense when we were about it. But, like. Well, C- C- Cody beating up people actually looks legit. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? They actually talk about Cody gaining weight and like, oh yeah, we've seen you've bulked up a little bit. Is that for a reason? Like, I'm about that. If oh, we'll go ahead, go go. I'll let you finish. I, Sorry. And look, we just we just talked about all this with with the size comparisons. That there's a way to sell it. And once again, you mm-hmm. did that with Brian Cage, and that to me, Darby Allen's not power bombing him. He's not trying to choke slam. Brian Cage, even though Brian Cage is a little bit on the shorter side, he's still 280. He's still a big dude. He's still a hoss. Um, I'm tired. 
I'm tired of Darby Allen. I'm tired of Cage losing these big matches. I don't care how many asterisks you put him by. I could defend, and I did defend the towel throw in, and I still believe that ultimately that was a great way to get out of that. If that was how you're trying to avoid putting the belt on him that early, having Taz throw in the towel is fine because it's not him tapping out. You have storyline there. You can work with that. I have an issue with this one because what's going to happen is we're going to get here next week and Cage and Taz are going to be pissed because Sting caused the interference when... uh, All right, all right. We're past it now. We're past it. Like, we can't keep doing this to Brian Cage. He can beat up and pin as many people, but if he can't win the big one, this is an issue. I didn't have an issue with the t- uh, the world title. I do have an issue with this one. He controlled the majority of this match. He did fine. <coughs> the story was fine. But, like, don't do it to him if you're going to keep doing this. Have Ricky Starks in this match. Have yes. some You could – look, I love Powerhouse Hobbs, all mm-hmm. right? But you could you could sell Powerhouse's Hobbs inexperience, his, his less – ring time as, as a factor. You know, you can't do that with Brian Cage. No. Yeah, so I'm going to do my brief thing here. I'll pass to Jeff. Um, so you described somebody who we've been, uh, who we've talked about on the show. Um, a big guy. Um, looks, look, looks great on TV. When it comes to the big one, he falls short. Um. Somebody from WWE. Guys, Brian Cage is just AEW Braun Strowman. That's fair. Better okay. worker. Give, give him that. Elite. No, no, no. Hold, oh, well, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> better, but, better worker, obviously. But I'm saying. But position, position. Guy. Yeah. Position wise. Thank you. Uh, big. He's a big guy. He can. He is a better worker, but they both can work in their in their own way. Looks good on TV. Never wins the big one, unless Roman Reigns decides to bow out because of COVID. But uh, that's the thing: is that they're treating him like Braun, like just just like Braun Braun Strowman. Yeah. So if you're going to have Darby doing this, wrestling's all about optics. If you're going to have Darby doing this, he should be. He, this whole feud should be against Ricky Starks because Ricky Starks is good enough to where he can lose a million times and it doesn't matter. Because he's that good. He yeah, just has that much charisma. Man. He's a million dollars. But you're booking Cage, you know, like there was one point where Darby was like on his back on the, like, you know, like on his back and he was punching him and it looked like, like, I'm going to tell mom if you don't give me back my, you know, Hulk Hogan t-shirt or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Speaking like, from true experience, huh? Uh, oh, I was, I was, I was doing the, well, anyway. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's just bad. So, so again, you take the cage, the, the, the animal, the monster, the freak, and he loses to Darby again. And it's not a good look because you have Taz on commentary. Who's like, Oh, this isn't good. This is bad. This is bad news. Like, no, it's Taz. <laughs> like this is Taz. And like, again, I've, I've been saying this for six months, four or five months now. Why should we care anymore? What reason do they have to wrestle? They don't have any anymore. Remember like, how this, good Brian Cage this, looked? 
this this is the most WWE esque thing they've done it, it, booking wise. Isn't like I'm, I haven't seen they've just been wrestling and you get to, we it, it just been going on this chain circle of wrestling Taz wrestling uh, Darby Allen and his misfit crew and to what end for what reason now like remember they don't how, need to wrestle anymore. Listen, remember how Brian Cage came onto the scene though. It was in the it was it was it was in the ladder match. He came he out ripped a he ladder. ripped a fucking ladder in half. Well, and they, now they, and now he's they now built doing Dar- the job. They build Darby like he's Cage. I said this weeks ago. Remember Kate Darby runs onto the ring with a skateboard and and Hobbs and Cage run to front for the hills. Whoa. Ollie's man. Wait a minute. Like no, it should be beating this guy's brains in. This is why it needs to be Ricky Starks. But I, I don't know. Again, like Matt's right. They're going to come next week and be like, well, this isn't fair. And and Sting was like, ah, I'm good. I, I'm I'm all right. I don't need to see anymore. This is uh, – and this is the part of AEW that's frustrating because, like, they, they do get, in my opinion, a lot of things right. They get a lot of things that I want to see every Wednesday. To me, that's my favorite day of the week for wrestling, you know? But, like, when they get things I don't like, and, and once again, this is personal opinion. I know we can, we can jump on Twitter. We can see people who are all about this, you know? Um, but, like, come on. Team Taz is money. Every guy in that, on that stable is money. Like, they have n- – none of them have won a feud. What happened to the whole thing with Cody? Like that just got dropped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the that was dropped. The Dark Order thing was mishandled with with Brody Lee winning and then dropping. You know, Cody going to do his thing and coming back and then you know they, it's been hit or miss. And, and again, while I'm on it, like even the stuff with the elite. So now they're the elite again. Remember the the Bucks were heels for a little bit and then they and then they caused Hangman Page the match and then they just act like it didn't happen. Like not like it didn't happen, but like oh well, no Hangman right. cost them the match. Oh yeah, but I'm saying like, and it was like oh it's all right. Like well, what no, are you no, doing? No. And, and, they were, and they were still pissed with Hangman. That was that was pretty well defined at that point. Yeah, but but any other wrestling company and like that would be it. Well, there there would be blood between these two people. No, not them. It was all right. Uh, I, I don't know. Then the other day, like they're in the elite, but they're kind of like uh, we don't really know. Oh, because you really don't know. Now I get it. You actually really don't know what's going to uh, go on. See, no, 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 I can still okay. Uh, see, I can still get on board with it because it's like, Kenny, we get this, and we're down with you being the champ. But like, you gotta tell us what's going on a bit more. Like, it's when your friend does some stupid shit and they don't tell you, but they're like, "Hey, act along." You know, that's that's fine. All I'm saying is, AEW has a track record of booking things. To where they may have to get themselves out of it, or not booking things a hundred percent because they may or may not know what they they want to do, which that's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that, but I, it needs to be less than what it's been. It's that's it's all I'm saying. Like, I, I don't mind you fifty fifty in it because ah, you know, we may do this, may do that, but it can't be every angle. Like some stuff, you just got to put a fork in it, and it's done, and you got to come up with something else, or you got to ride with it. Yeah, I still wish we got more because I mean Taz just choked out Cody and we didn't get anything from that. No, yeah, like yeah, for and, and we're we're thinking like, oh, here we go. You know, this is going to lead into who knows? Uh, no, 
Nothing. Blood and guts. Yeah, blood and guts. Nope. Yeah, nah, nothing. Now, okay, that that is the end of AEW. There is more to talk about for next week leading into it. There's going to be a bunch of stuff that happens there. Um, but I, we are over our time, and the voice of God could come on any moment now, kicking us off the air. So with that, I think it's time we must bid everyone adieu. Cod, hit him with the plug. Good count. You got to go watch it. Um, schedule's been off a little last couple of days, but my goal – there's five days during the work week. Five videos will be up by the end of the week, including we got a ref bump coming up this weekend, um, Royal Rumble 2000, um, which is one of my more favorite rumbles, um, along with 01, 04. Um, but, guys, this, this is quality stuff. Um, join the Discord. Let's talk some wrestling. Um, maybe some reviews you want to see me do. Guys, get on it. Like, share, subscribe. Yeah. All of our social media content. Um, if you like it, click on it. If you really like it, Matt, hit him with the plug. Guys, if you like what you hear, <laughs> you can support us at ko-fi.com slash PWL123. It's as easy as 123, and for the small price of a cup of coffee, you help us put on these incredible shows like Ref Bump, Quick Count, our uh, prediction shows for pay-per-views, all of it, which your first one will be dropped this weekend for Impact's Hard to Kill. Plug there again. Uh, you can see on the YouTube channel. So with that, everyone, I must bid you all adieu. I hope you all have a great, safe weekend. Do the thing. And uh, I, I don't know. I, typically, I'd have someone to cheer or plug in here, but uh, I don't know. Um, go Kenny. Kick Rich Swan in the face. Goodbye and good night. Bang. Quick count. Kenny Omega. Quick count. Do it with white.